The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Well, it's too late. I already hit go live. Damn it. (laughs) It is August 16th, 2021. This is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a home before dark podcast. Dan is crunching numbers for the download later, I think. Yeah. Or hopefully he's not making a download. Anyway, I am Tim Herb. Welcome in on this lovely Monday evening. As always, joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Kevin Bradley, in the middle of the screen. If you guys are watching us live on YouTube and Mr. Dan James, Sir Dan James, to you English folks on the right side of the screen. Thank you. That's the appropriate uh, title. How did it feel to get knighted this weekend, Dan? Uh, it wasn't too bad. Um, it kind of met my expectations. How did they, did they cut you with the sword? Uh, no, they use the flat edge. Like they don't slice you on each shoulder. It's, it's, they use the flat edge. Of, oh, I thought it was the, like, uh, I thought it was like a branding exercise. Like you got the marks, like it leaves, uh, <laughs> leaves scars on your shoulders. Um, yeah. Almost, it's similar to. Um, thank God, it's similar to. I don't know if you've seen. Uh, what's that thing with? I Viggo forgot the rule, in? and I'm sorry. I don't know how this works. <laughs> Where he gets the Russian mafia tattoos on his knees. Oh yeah, uh, Eastern, Eastern Promises. It's Eastern Promises. Yes, thank you. God, it's basically movie... the same as that, uh, though there's less crime in Eastern Promises. <laughs> That was my uh, Steam avatar for the longest time. Was Vigo Mortensen whenever he's threatening the guy and he's doing the the fingers to the throat like he's gonna. That's just a really. Yeah. I don't think I've ever I seen that. That's my kids when they don't get to bed. Yeah, exactly. But don't. Yeah, dude. That, there's a scene in that movie. If you guys haven't seen it, there's a really brutal fight scene in a Turkish bathhouse, and it oh, is yeah. that. Yeah, the movie's fantastic. Anyway, thank uh, you guys Transporter for two. Again? Yeah, Transporter one, two. Um, What's the one where his heart will stop? What's the one where it's like human speed is if he doesn't stop running or if he stops running, his heart will explode. Speed. Yeah. But the one with with the human. Yeah. With Keanu Reeves. No, with Jason Statham. Oh, I thought you were talking about speed. No, there's a Jason Statham. It's just like, it's Keanu Reeves has got that bomb inside of him. Thank you. Bradley D is going to replace Kevin Michael Bradley. On the podcast because he's able to and Jay Hannibal too. Thank you. Cranked. Is that, that the was one, the Is that the one with what's his face from um Five Hundred Days of Summer? Where he's on the bicycle? Gordon Levin. 
that that movie? Oh, gosh. Gosh. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. If you're watching us live, Kevin, if you guys are watching on YouTube, Kevin is getting us a copyright strike. <laughs> because Lord knows if anybody needs the money right now from the record label, it's Limp Biscuit. If you guys are watching what, us live, man? we just got to keep on rolling, baby. Keep you on know? rolling. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, make sure that you hit the subscribe button, the notification bell icon, the reminder setup or whatever, and make sure that you guys get the notifications whenever we go live so you can join the lovely folks in the trap who tonight is populated by the likes of Andy Watkins, Kendrick Brock, Richard Gordon, Elliot Beaven, Michelle, Chiefs coach Steve, Brent Crawford, Bradley D, Matt Wisniewski, Jay Hannibal, and uh, yeah, so far... Uh, you say Michelle? Pretty, I thought I saw Michelle on there. Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay. Pretty lively trap. Pretty lively yeah. trap tonight. And if you guys are listening to us yesterday, if you're awesome. listening to us the day after or I mean, whatever, it, you know, this might get posted. What uh, do you mean, uh, whatever? <laughs> one time, one time, I know. one time. Yeah, it I act like I have the last best track week, record. Last week it was up the night of. Yeah. Anyway, if you guys are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and or a review. We will read it live on the show. You guys have been slacking. This season, we need the ratings, the reviews, the likes. Smash the like button if you're watching us on YouTube. Because why not? Attention, really. We need the attention. We um, we're looking for the press pass. We need a press pass. No, I'm okay with that. Nobody's giving us a press pass. That's not happening. No, that's not going to happen. I'll leave that to the likes of Ron Pena and Joe Patrick and and all those good folks. The the front office know that our cutting analysis is just too good to give us media access. I mean, they keep responding to it within the organization. So our voices must mean something, you know, if, if we mm-hmm. continue to see these actions based on our feedback, then clearly we have a voice to be heard. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know why there's any other media that covers Atlanta United, to be honest with you, outside of this podcast. I just agree. Before we get into the actual game, can I ask you guys opinions on uh tailgate gate yesterday can we call it that tailgate gate i don't even know what you're talking about oh no you guys don't know what we're talking about no. okay okay so yesterday lafc oh, i'm so glad i have the power <laughs> <laughs> oh boy who gave kevin all that power with that's when we cue in that kanye song anyway so yesterday at the, I haven't been to a game in so long. The Home Depot backyard, right? That's where they tailgate now. Mm-mm. The supporter section. Yeah, no groups. Yeah, where do they? No, tailgate? they're down by like the hotel down the street. Okay, well they partied yesterday and set up, and LAFC faithful showed up, and I guess they were invited, but then they started popping smoke, and I guess most, I don't know, resurgence got really pissed off. Because an opposing team's fans were popping smoke at our tailgate. <laughs> I just wanted to get it, it seems to be this again, I call it tailgate gate because it seems to be a very polarizing thing on on the Twitter sphere. Take it for what it's worth. I know it's not real life, but the I don't I don't know. How do you guys feel? Because a lot of people are like, well, they're nice, they're not, they weren't doing anything like offensive, whatever, but I just wanted I to get your thoughts. Don't fucking 
care. It's just like everything else. Like, don't tell me how to fan. Don't tell somebody else how to fan. Don't say that you're the most rowdy and you're the supporters group that's going to do all the crazy shit. And you're the only people that can do it. And we're all about inclusivity, but you got to play by our rules and you don't want to, you know, rock the boat too much. You can't be bigger than we are in our own backyard. You know, fuck all that, man. Like who cares? Who fucking cares? Did they do anything that hurt anybody? Aside from hurting somebody's feelings? No, I don't care. I think Resurgence is more mad that LAFC supporter section got to sit in the shade the entire game while all of ours were cooked in the sun for 90 minutes yesterday. I think that's really what's at the heart of this. All the sun cooked their brains. That's what they're mad about. I think, Kevin, uh, that's a good topic of conversation for us, me and you, and maybe Tim, to get into later about the orientation of the sun in the stadium. <laughs> Maybe me? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, because I wasn't there yesterday. You were there, Dan? No, 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 no. Architecture-wise. Then, then again, wise. what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I know I listened I had... to the show yesterday. I listened to the show today at work while from, from last week. I was like, this is so much better without me. <laughs> oh, shut your mouth. Nah. I was like, it sounds so much mouth. better. And Dan's just, Dan's just leading into it. No, but Dan, do you... Do you feel all right with an opposing team's fans coming in and popping smoke at our tailgate? It's one thing to get invited in and like to have fun, partake in food. I think you could see where my head's going and where my feelings are, but. Um, I don't don't care. As long as they're like, it seemed like they were all having a fun time. As long as they're not violent and being dicks to each other. Atlanta does the same shit, right? Like, was that not the whole thing about the Nashville game in preseason, no less, two years ago? Like, what are we talking about right now? Or three years ago now? Were we popping smoke in their tailgate? They did the whole parade walking around the stadium and all that. So Yeah, no, everybody does that, though. Opposing Mm -hmm. teams all march to stadiums. That's So what's the difference? Like, what is it? It's smoke. Who cares? It's smoke. I don't know. I'd be more. I would be annoyed if we lost. <laughs> then what, yeah. What, what do you else do on the pop? Like, what if it? What if they were popping confetti? Does that make it worse? Like, what is it? What is it of the popping of smoke that's so offensive? I really. I mean, I don't care. What I think smoke looks cool. I don't know. I just think like, what what would happen if we went down to Orlando and pop smoke? I mean, we we went down there and marched to the stadium. Dude got his nose busted. <laughs> like, I mean, I, exactly. I, I don't know. I. Okay, maybe ATL smoke was popped in Nashville, according to Coach Steve. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I just not worried to, about it. To, to me, I think whatever. I I don't know. I I think it's kind of weak. I think it's kind of weak. But I, I at what point do you? I guess you can't do anything about it because it's not like one, two. Come on, everybody, let's gather around and pop smoke. It's just somebody's probably popping it. So I don't know. Maybe I'm making nothing, something out of nothing, but. I don't know. I think you got to you got to protect this house like that guy from Under Armour used to say. You know, like it's home home field advantage. You can't make I those fans come in to and change the supporter game and start popping confetti. I think I'm onto something there. Like those little tube cannons that just pop all the confetti. That's what I want. Instead of beer no. showers, everybody just just You're talking confetti about everywhere. The, no, those little plastic those bottles little that have about yeah. <laughs> that have probably yeah. like an eighth of a cup of of confetti, gun powder. yeah, <laughs> gunpowder. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool. Like if it's all if the confetti is all like Atlanta United logos, because they're never gonna clean dude, all that up in the stadium. On, it's gonna be there on. forever. <laughs> or, dude, what if we got cap guns? That's oh, how we pop smoke. Everybody just had. Do whatever happened to cap guns? Are those still things? 
Please tell me they're still around and we just outgrew them and they still exist. Best part of cap guns, the smell. I'm sure they did. After a shot was fired. Oh, dude, the smell of cap guns was the best, man. Just nostalgia. Like, there's just so much nostalgia associated with that right now. Oh, yeah. so, so you're like, pop, pop, pop. <laughs> Can you imagine, though? You do it as a taunt. You pop, pop, pop. And then you just, the barrel across the nose. <laughs> you you drag in his cap gun across your face. You got to get, you get, you get a thousand people in the tailgate. Everybody's got a six shooter cap guns. And then Red Dead Revolver slash whatever Wild West movie. Everybody fans the hammer. Just all like six it. shots immediately. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be fun. I still need to do the the wooden whistle at some point. The entire stadium, oh, yeah. Yeah. just that's what Everybody they should gets do. Train whistles to go into the game. Yeah, that's they have the thing. Korean noisemaker things that they do at basketball games. Why not hand everybody a wooden whistle to blow during like the it. game? How fun would that be? Especially so. right now with COVID, just who cares about drop? <laughs> right? <laughs> just fucking make it rain. That's actually a good experiment. I'm gonna put on my mask and see if I can, <laughs> see if I can still toot that whistle. Oh, oh, knowing you, Tim, I have faith. I think you can do it through the mask. I feel like you've got it in you. All right. Um, I feel like so, that should have that was an insult, a veiled insult that I didn't that went over my head. Anyway, so to the game, Kevin. Uh, well, before the game, we we touched on it briefly, but you guys weren't there. I'm sure. I, I saw many of you in the trap at the game yesterday. The sun with the roof open was cooking people. And I saw the most innovative solution to it that I could have ever imagined, which was a couple of guys that had gotten a whole pizza. Cause you know, you can get the pizza from Capital crust, the whole pizza. They had just cut a hole in the middle of the pizza box and wearing them like sombreros. <laughs> 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 tops of their heads are sticking out through the hole oh, and I was, dude, it was the best thing it was the best thing necessity um, right the mother of mother of invention yeah yeah pretty pretty great pretty so was it like did it make the whole stadium hotter yeah it, i mean everywhere felt warmer for sure it wasn't unbearable throughout the stadium but that whole like 100 uh like from 105 over to like 100 was just bathed in it in the second half like so much so that we ended up going up to standing room on second floor just because it was just unbearable at whatever time that was at that point five o'clock in the afternoon and just straight down on us it was just it was tough it was tough i mean i know um deandre we saw him at halftime along with a lot of people like i said from the trap michelle and joe and chief coach steve um couple others over there but uh yeah deandre came out he's like i'm not gonna make it it is so bad <laughs> in the supporter section right now and i'm sure after the beer shower it was real real nasty over there oh, <laughs> sticky oh nice i can't imagine oh, i can't yeah. imagine it sounds terrible it also yeah, doesn't yeah. do like for us at home dan i don't know about you but like no, it's it's not, it does not do us any favors watching the game with that with that sun coming in it may be different if the, if we were like, I think, I can't remember who was pointing this out. Maybe it was, might've been Kendrick. Maybe it was somebody else, but like Las Vegas and some of the newer stadiums, they have uh grass that rolls in. Like it would look a lot better. I think if we had grass oh, yeah. out there, I think the, the turf really, it already looks pretty damn worn, um, which we had talked the about turf, before. But, but that, that turf always looks terrible. It always looks horrible. 
It's like um, it certainly does. Five years into the five years into it's well, they changed it. They upgraded the the turf like uh, a year or two after we moved into the stadium. They put a whole new thing down. Yeah, Um, it's it's bizarre. It drives me nuts. I hate it that on the TV. I mean, you've got this horrible exposure glare on one side of the field, and as soon as you know play moves into that area, you can't you can't see the ball. It's just it's just like white space. I'm surprised there isn't some sort of camera ten, camera lens technology that you can't just put on the end of the camera and it fixes it or some sort of algorithm just f- that in post fixes the, the image on the screen. It's just it's I don't bizarre know, why this hasn't been figured out yet. If you've watched a Michael Bay movie, they shoot a lot of that during the day. Just put the night filter on it. Like that's all you gotta <laughs> right, do, yeah. right? Like, but then you gotta play against Optimus Prime, which is a whole other thing. Uh, right. Optimus op, LAFC's Optimus Prime looked a little chunky yesterday, but looked a little slow. A little, a little more Optimus Primal, like Optimus Prime Rib. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it drives me nuts. Like I you know, I think like how much of the design could have of the stadium could have been avoided, you know. It seems weird that you you would have the the sun angle be at the in the end zone when players are trying to catch touchdowns or goalkeepers are trying to you know save goals and stuff it, it just seems strange to me that they did that i'm looking forward to it wednesday night um to will bow on point they're keeping the roof open apparently to get around the atlanta indoors mask mandate and but that yeah that just doesn't future that um, doesn't make any sense though because you're not it's not providing any ventilation there's, yeah. I mean, there's no, there's it's no semantic. air movement. Yeah. This is that. this is Georgia. And South right, got yeah. something to say yeah. about them rules, and it's know? only providing probably like fifteen thousand people with UV exposure to kill the virus, right? Yeah. So it's not like, right. yeah, because yeah, like people in our section, <laughs> the tickets that we've never got to use, but like people in that section, they're going to be in the shade the entire oh, yeah. time. I'm looking forward to it Wednesday night, man. I mean, the game's at seven o'clock, so the sun won't be like yeah, that'll be straight. nice. It'll be perfect, man. Like that was the thing was getting back to off of Marta um, yesterday afternoon, like yesterday evening at like six thirty, seven o'clock. It felt perfect, and I'm assuming, especially with the storm coming through tomorrow and Wednesday morning, like Wednesday evening should feel really, really nice around that time with the roof open. Hopefully Wednesday is a high of 90 Kevin. Yeah. But that's like at two o'clock in the afternoon, the game's on till seven. It'll be cooled off a little bit. It's not going to be down in the forties, but it'll be a nice evening out. So you're saying it's going to be 69 degrees out. Yeah. When, uh, <laughs> it's be a is real it raining? Nice is it raining Wednesday? Is no, Fred, no. When's it's Fred hitting us? Tomorrow. 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 Oh, okay. I can already see the clouds moving in now. Wait, we have, we, have a, we have a tropical storm coming in or a hurricane? Yeah, Do you really not know Fred. that? I know. I don't. I've been so... Oh yeah, my, my life it's has coming. been my my life has been sleep bounce on yeah. the bouncy ball, sleep bounce on the bouncy ball, yeah. go to work. <laughs> Do you know who the Premier League started Mine too? <laughs> funny enough, but I still knew about it. That's what that's what's weird. <laughs> oh, the Premier League don't, that week this weekend was amazing. This weekend was absolutely amazing for Premier League soccer. Yeah, so what did somebody say? Tropical storm, Fred. Fred. Yeah, I only know because my kids. Well, one of them loves the weather. Oh, okay. Oh, another tropical storm, Fred. I can get behind. <laughs> so, should we start talking about the game now? 
Yeah, so three nothing. Uh, Liverpool beat Norwich at oh, Norwich. Oh come on! No, all that really to, matters in the return of Virgil Van Dyke and Alex Oxlade Chamberlain to the lineup. They look unstoppable. And, jo- and Josh Sargent to the Premier League, right? Yeah, as as <laughs> Rob Ostrich keeps saying, we have enough depth at right back because he was pinned back in his own his own half, even uh, whenever he came on uh, defending the entire time. So. Yeah. Anyway. I guess that's where the three goals were that you were expecting to see out of Atlanta this week. Another little <laughs> recap here. Did I get the score right, though? Did I at least say Joseph? No. no. You didn't say oh. anybody. And it's fuck. It's, you well, didn't then say it anybody. Def- then it defaults so this is to what Joseph. I'm going to do. I thought about this all weekend. I'm going to wipe the extra points off for Dan and I, who we both called Joseph to score one of those two goals. So we both said that Atlanta would win. Dan said the shutout 2-0. I said 2-1. I sat here and said I didn't see Atlanta getting a shutout. I was wrong. Uh, but we both called Joseph getting one of those goals. I'm going to wipe off the Joseph goal score, even though I shouldn't. It's a technicality. I said, Tim, who do you think is going to score? You were in the trap, clearly. You did not respond. And I jokingly said, if Tim doesn't respond, I'm going to assume Guzan hat trick. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's fair. I, I mean, those, de- those damn rules, them's the rules. But Dan and I both get a point, it doesn't really matter. I mean, let's be honest, it's gonna be. I a feel like I should get bonus anyway. points for calling the shutout. It's gonna be, I'll give you one for the shutout. So, how many, what, well, how many points do we each have? I know Tim's got two. You asked me this last week. It's all on note cards and stuff, man. I, I'll I'll gather all this up at the end of the season. It's here. Oh, season. Uh huh. <laughs> It'll be great when I predict the rest of the matches correctly, and then all of a sudden the note cards go missing. <laughs> Oops. Oopsies. Oopsies. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Brittany S saying, I was surprised by a clean sheet. It's been 70 years. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like, um, oh shit, I forgot the guy's name, but uh, Ken Watanabe in uh, Inception, that old man with regret, filled with regret. It's, it's, yeah, it's been so long. Yeah. I, but hey, I will say, and, you know, Chiefs Coach Steve saying, uh, my daughter's going to have a potty mouth. Probably. Probably. That's, oh, um, she's going to have to hang out with me so yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i will say and i i'm not gonna say she's taking full credit for it but i will say that we're averaging almost two points per match since she's been born so well yeah which is up with the likes of new england so i mean wow i I think we're on i think we're on track have you been doing something like what's your routine with her before the match um get her to sleep <laughs> all right she doesn't sleep just just like a quarter of an ambient a quarter yeah yeah if yeah. he needs to be asleep for us to get more points to him exactly. okay okay maybe that's maybe that's what it is don't maybe. tell angie just yeah no hopefully she's things. not watching if she's watching <laughs> I, I she's don't. probably not did she did she actually watch this i mean come on she hasn't no, watched this got, in years. she's got better things to do yeah. she hasn't watched this in years once you guys got married she's like well i'm done <laughs> Every now and then she turns to me and says, Oh, you still That's do that podcast? You. Good for you. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Yeah. So okay. uh, before Thanks. we do start about the game, I, I got to have another deviation, a lot, a missed connection. I saw somebody two rows in front of me yesterday with the Unite shirt that we put out through Home Before Dark two years ago, three oh, years wow. ago. Um, had it on. I was masked and had it up. So I just said, nice shirt. Might not have known who I was either way, but still had on the Home Before Dark Unite shirt. And on his hat, he had a little button that said trap. I don't know if it's coincidence or not. I don't, I don't know if I just made this up in my mind, but whoever you are, <laughs> sir, in section 104, if you listen to this show still, we might have lost him three years ago. Who knows? <laughs> it's, <Right>. it's trains. <laughs> it's, whoever it's you are, I appreciate you. So I can, he was four rows in front of you? Two rows in front of me. Yeah, well, he obviously knew it was you because he would have heard you. Just throughout the game. Is that Tom uh, Hanks? It's either so Kevin or Tom Hanks. Just, oh God. Or, or he was like this. <gasps> That's Kevin Bradley behind That was definitely not the response <laughs> that I got. I was like, nice shirt. And he just goes. <laughs> that was it. That was really. He was struck dumb with uh, with amazement of seeing that was it. it. Maybe I was hallucinating from the heat, like Will says. That could have definitely mm-hmm, been. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Oh, so. It's um, all right. all right, great pod, guys. Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of us <laughs> online to the power of Dan on Peloton and um Cycle Cycle. No. Uh so thoughts about the game yesterday. Initial initial takeaways. Um <clears throat> promising. I did not <clears throat> I did not think I thought it was gonna be a higher scoring game initially, even though I predicted 2-0. Um I thought, you know, I thought we would definitely give up a goal, um, even though I predicted 2 0. But it just coming. Seemed like they were hell bent on giving one up throughout most of that game. I'll that's right. That. I thought the offside goal, that was a little, that was lucky. <laughs> we I got thought. Real. That was real lucky. But I thought we did really well containing Carlos Vela, and who I like a lot better with his current haircut than his previous shit one. Um, so I was happy that I thought Alan Franco played great. I was impressed with him. Bello had a game. Moreno was awesome. I thought Barker was fantastic. Wow. I thought um, I thought that in the first half, it felt like if they'd have just taken their their first taken the ball first time, rather than had an extra touch around the box, we'd have probably ended up with with more goals than just the one. Um, even Joseph, he would take an extra touch and it would take him take him out or the goalkeeper would be able to, to save his shot, which was kind of annoying. But Barco is fantastic. He's been just running at defenses and passing it off. And I think it's what we've all been wanting to see for the past, like, I mean, he's been doing it for the past three games, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I thought it was a great showing as well uh, across the board. There wasn't a whole lot of negative. I, I I don't know that it was as complete a performance as maybe the Columbus game was, but overall, obviously a really great game. Um, the result that you wanted to get out of that game. I think Atlanta did get lucky with that offside call as well. Um, but I mean, all promising things, all promising developments. I'm still interested to see how Luis fits into the lineup. Uh, If I did have one negative, in my opinion, and I I, I know he's still kind of getting the rust off of the, off the tires. Uh, Brooks Lennon, we saw him come back into the match. And I just thought that his performance coming back in as a sub just left a little bit to be desired. And I think it's just him getting back into the groove of things, but um, 
yeah, overall, I thought Bello, I mean, I think Joseph got man of the match, but for me, it was Bello by far. So, yeah, Bello was great. Um, but it's, do I, everybody played pretty well. I thought, I mean, Joseta was maybe the only one that you can look at and, and see maybe getting, uh, supplanted in the lineup. I don't, I look at the back line and I'm starting to get a lot happier. I think that Alan Franco missed an assignment unless I misunderstood on that free kick, which to me isn't, I don't know how that was offside. Um, that I was mean, like it a, was so close. It was like his shoulder, man. Right. That it, was like, it was like <clears throat> inches. That was like a, a Premier League reversal. Like it was it was like yeah. paper thin, razor thin decision. We 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 definitely should count our lucky stars on that. I think that we blew, blew an assignment on that free kick with Alan Franco, and maybe it was the only foot wrong he really put in the game. Um he does look better. Set pieces, man. No, for sure. Yeah, it it sucks. Mm-hmm. And it's it sucks, especially whenever um trying to think. We gave but away it's on that the was, back post every time. That's what it, I, like. I just can't get my. And that head was a cheap. It. And that was a cheap foul too. That led to that, right? Yeah. I'm trying to remember what what led to that free kick getting. Uh, who would have been on that side? Ronald Hernandez. Uh, uh no, I think that no. was on that Franco. Was actually, I think Franco gave up the free kick. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, okay. That gave up the free kick. Sorry, I thought yeah. you were talking about covering on back post. So one, I think it's easy to talk about. Um, you know how well, because Barco has been playing really well, seeing Joseph, you know, pray that his hamstring is not anywhere uh, as bad as like maybe I'm thinking it was. Um, did, it's did it's definitely a little worrying. stuff from him? No. About yeah. like, about him saying that like he had three surgeries in five days in December and he was legitimately oh. considering like retiring basically no. because of all the complications he was having and how hard it was for him to get back out playing. But yeah, his post-match uh, interview was, it's pretty wild, man. Yeah. So whenever, if let's say Luis Arojo comes in on Wednesday, Brooks Lennon's healthy. Ronald Hernandez is obviously healthy. What does your right side look like? Because to me, I think Hernandez is, has he kind of solidified himself in that right back position? Um, I would put in. I don't know with Lennon's being back <laughs> healthy again now. Okay. I don't know that you do that, especially with the back, like the center three being as strong as they've been. And they continue to build that growth between walks, Franco and um, miles. Like they can, kind of shift over to cover to where you're not relying on Lennon to be a true right back position. Like, and I think his distribution offensively is going to be a little bit stronger too. Um, I don't know, Dan, what do you think? I think it's Lennon's I, spot personally. I, I do too. I think Hernandez has kind of been our weakest link. He, I mean, mm-hmm. he's been all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just looking on like sofa score past five games. So against Columbus, he was like a 6.2, Montreal 6.5, Orlando 5.6. Um, then the previous Columbus game at home in the Benz, he was 6.8. So he's definitely been the the lowest rated guy of the of the team. But I mean, he's been he's been all right. He's been serviceable. That's and those uh, he scored a, a goal in that in those ratings as well. So yeah you know, you'd usually think has got a big bump there, but he's, he's just been all right. Okay. I would definitely put Lennon in. Maybe it's recency bias too. Just not having seen Brooks Lennon in for a while. And, and not, I don't think that Hernandez has been, 
aside from maybe his first start, I feel like he had he had a couple bad beats, even though he's that was the game he scored in. Um, but then I think he's been pretty solid. I don't know. I just look at that right side and Araujo has to come in, right? Like he's a DP. He's going to have well, to come in. Well, it depends on his visa. Like if it's, I don't know if it's going to be tomorrow night or Wednesday night. Like it might be over the weekend or next week, but I don't know that it's going to be um, in two days. You know, I don't, I just don't know how long that visa process is going to take. Gotcha. Uh, I'm sorry. He scored the goal against Cincinnati and he got a 7.8 rating for that. So that was just before we played Columbus at home. So yeah, that one bumped him up, but I mean the form hasn't been great of late. When you compare him to, you know, the guys around him. Yeah. That's fair. So, I everybody's, mean, I always, everybody's I always putting in good chips though. Yeah, everyone's putting yeah. in good chips, but it seems like our right has always been the weaker side. Um, just because you know, Bello, Moreno, Barco all seem to will favor the left. Um, and then without Lennon, you've got we've had a Hernandez and then Lopez has been going in here and there, and it just hasn't it, it certainly hasn't been, consistent been at all. Yeah, it hasn't no, been it consistent hasn't. at all either, which doesn't help that. Um, if if there is any consistency, it's through Lennon. And I think that's the big thing there is that if you get him in there, I think his distribution is going to be a lot better, particularly for Joseph, who's, I mean, you talk about this past week and the past couple of weeks, we've been wondering, he's certainly not back to 100%. I'm not going to sit here and make that argument, but I think he's, trending that way that you know he's he's certainly looking more like himself and looking to get on the end of shots and opportunities a lot more consistently and the team's finding out how to put him in that position a lot more consistently as well which is nice to see and if you get Lennon on that right side I think that only opens that up even more so because that's where I think a lot of the issue to Dan's point has been is that without Lennon in the lineup we just haven't seen a really consistent or um, quality distribution pattern from that right wing position whatsoever without Lennon being in the lineup. Yeah, and it seems like, you know, Atuesta seemed to be having some decent success uh, towards our right-hand side cutting in. I know Miles Robinson was standing him up here and there, but there just wasn't enough. There just wasn't enough coverage. I think I think Rosetto played okay, and he kind of, covered a little bit more of that ground to the right hand side so the right hand middle of our our half when you look at the heat maps and stuff but it just wasn't consistent um like you're saying but it's better be on this side of problems than on the opposite like we were a month and a half ago where it was like who are we gonna play because we don't have anybody now it's like well we've got a couple of options at least um again I just uh, with Luis, that's the big question mark for me is how not only where does he play at, but what what happens to Moreno and Barco specifically, because they're going to have the biggest adjustments to make with another player in the mix. that's going to want to do some of some of those similar things, um, but I don't know much about. Arujo and his speed, but that is one thing that I think that the team is kind of lacking on the counter. Uh, Barco is really your only counter threat with the ball at his feet that kind of gives you anything with pace, and we saw that in the goal that um, Atlanta scored. Great heads-up play by Moreno to put it to Barco in space where he can draw those two defenders to leave uh, Joseph open to pass the ball off. But aside from Barco, like – 
Moreno doesn't give me any sort of, I don't know. He doesn't intimidate me with his speed, right? Like Moreno's skill set is more a one-on-one attacking threat and being able to split defenders and move the ball in tight quarters. Um, Joseph obviously can be quick, but he's much more of an aerial threat and and somebody that's going to test that back line. I think that from what I've heard about Luis, he seems to be more of a at pace player that could help open that up on a quick counter attack, which Atlanta needs more of that so that you're not relying on Barco to do all of the lion's share of that and track back to play what little bit of defense that he's been asked to do too. Yeah. You look at this lineup and they're probably from an opposing side. There are probably only two guys that you have to game plan for in terms of speed. Right. And that's uh, both on the, uh, their right side, but Barco and, and Bello, I would think are the only two guys that really have, any sort of pace on our team when you, I mean, when you really look at it, other than like tracking speed for a center back, I'm sure and miles Robinson. And if they clock their speed, they'd be faster than most guys, but like, but you're not asking them to do that. Right. Exactly. Like every it, couple of minutes, no, nobody, nobody, nobody on this team scares me from a counterattacking perspective. No. I guess Brooks Lennon, whenever he comes back, he's quick, but uh, right. Right. But he's not going down the middle of the field. He's taking no. it up on the wing and that's depending exactly. on, people in the middle to track with him to be able to distribute the ball to, you know? Yeah. Brittany essays, uh, Jurgen Dom, just kidding. But did you guys see that <laughs> we tried to trade him? I did there's not some, see there's, that. There's some, I it's, saw some report before we went live, uh, where there was That's some club sort America. Of, yeah. There's a failed swap with, uh, with club America for another player. It looked like that didn't, did not Was go the connection. Through. Did the connection get disconnected? <laughs> FIFA manager. Yeah. Wow. That would have been awesome. I mean, I don't care who we would have bought in, but yeah. that would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah. This, um, this just in, or just whatever, uh, transfer talks have broken down between Jurgen Dom and, and Club America. It's the email that Pineda got. So I think to, uh, to uh, Louis Arujo, he, I mean, just looking back at what he's done with, with Lille, I mean, he's been a lot. If you look at the heat maps, he's more of a right-sided player. Like he just right. stays on the right. He'll, he'll drift over to the middle here and there, but it seems to be that he's going to stay. He's not going to be as roaming as like uh, Barco and and um, um, who's the other? Moreno. Um, so I think that I think he's going to be more of a traditional right winger in terms of a non-Roman guy. Cause you know, Moreno, he's a playmaker, man. I mean, he's, he's been immense for us the past couple of games. I mean, the, the hockey assist that he got to uh, Barco on the goal was just tremendous yeah. vision. Um, and he's been, and you, to your point, Kev, I mean, he doesn't have the speed, but he doesn't, what doesn't, he doesn't, Oh my gosh, what he doesn't have in speed, he makes up with kind of just now of how to play the game. Like he's, I think he's one of the most fouled players. And when, as soon as he gets caught up in two defenders, he's going down and he seems to draw the foul every most, you know, more often than not. So um, I think, I mean, I kind of think it's, it's an easier fit if you just go with a four, two, three, one. So you just have four in the back and then you have Joseph up top with Marino in the middle at this uh, center attack in midfield and then Barco on the left wing and, and, Arugio on the on the right wing, um, and then you can have Sosa and Rosetta Warabara in the middle. But um, it could look like that. We could do a four three three, but I don't think it's something that you 
would do just to uh, have a four-man back line. I think he could work in a 3-4-3 or a 4-3-3. You're just going to have him in that um, however you, you, you want that, that, that midfield to work. But I just feel like he's just going to stay on the right a little bit much. Like, I don't think... So the way we're lined up against um, LAFC, you know, we had that five-man back line, but with Bello and, and Hernandez doing a, a, putting out a ton of energy getting up and down the flank, and then three in the middle with uh, Barco and Martinez more up top. But, you know, it's probably like a 5-3-1-1 one, one or, or, or whatever. But you could still have that right winger play you know whether it's we drop a drop Rosetto and put Arujo in that becomes a lot more attacking um but you kind of give up the midfield and maybe push Marino further inside but um I think there's ways to make it work I think he's he's a more versatile player he's got a lot of speed and if you watch the highlight videos I mean he's got a he he has the ball on a string yeah. When he's going through guys, he's such an incredible dribbler, um, just like Barco is. So it's great to have guys with that sort of technical ability, you know, across the way um, that you could have a, a front four of amazing, uh, technically gifted players who two have a lot of speed and one say a quarterback in Moreno and Martinez is the head of that beast. So it could be a real formidable front four. So you're saying having three DP attackers is a good thing. Um, I would say that it's better to air towards that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Do you guys think that? It, so, do you guys think that any of that pressure is off of Alan Franco, or do you guys look at him differently now that he's not a DP? I look at him differently now that he's had some time to gel with the team. Like, I think that there was a lot of pressure that he was being brought in as a DP. Um, that maybe only compounded itself whenever he came in and didn't just play to the level that like walks was doing in the same position who had had a little bit more time to develop that chemistry with miles and bellow and guzan but um you know like many uh many in the trap have echoed like i think that particularly this past week and and then even against columbus like he seems to be getting that consistency that you want to see out of them. So I think that some of the pressure is off of them in that not so much the DP position has been lifted, but that he's just playing more consistently and people aren't expect mm-hmm. like as a defender, you're not expecting him to do, you know, he doesn't have to produce goals or produce opportunities. He's just going to keep his assignment and play within the structure of the back line. And like, if he's doing that, he's earning his position, right? Like that's, that's what great defenders do. And if he has some great standout play, like what miles and Bello have been able to do by all means, that's fantastic. Um, but I think that he's just had a little bit more time to do some of the things that he didn't have the luxury of doing whenever he came in and he was being pitted against a, a player that's been here, you know, for several years now and been able to build up some more chemistry and some more reps on that back line. And you're starting to see some of that dynamic change a little bit in his favor. Yeah, I think so. Last week we talked about like how DP should have pressure on them. Um, I think that the expectations on Franco, because I feel like, you know, as a DP, we all expect him to come in and be amazing. Um, But 
to an extent, I think that was unfair on him. He was more of like a low end DP. Like they just did it because they like were a able to. DP. <laughs> well, yeah, and just because for roster compliance. Right. I mean, the I, I mean, I don't. I mean, we just don't know how much Tam they had, but I think there was a way they could have they could have just paid for him in Tam, and not put him in a DP. Maybe they wanted to, you know, hold, you know, keep their powder dry in in terms of that and seeing what happened in the summer. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought the expectations on him was, was a little unfair, but it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't matter. You, we want all our players to perform to the best of their ability. So, uh, but yeah, like you said, Kev, and like you said in the beginning, Kevin, let's give you some credit here. I mean, he just needed some time to get his legs under him so he could, he could perform. And I think we're seeing the past two, three games that, that he's he's starting to get he, there. I, I will say he is probably the most. What's the word I'm looking for? He's the he's the most LGP of our back line. Like he's the, he's the most mm-hmm. like he's the biggest liability on the back line. I guess I should say. Yeah, like he's the one that every now and then you're like, "What are you doing, man?" You know. <laughs> yeah. Prime example is the PK that we gave up due to an errant challenge that was unnecessary by him. It's like. What are you doing? You don't have to do all this, <laughs> especially yeah. with the back line that we've got right now. Like, I think that's my biggest concern with them. I think that's maybe, um, I don't know if that's the remnants of that pressure that he's feeling to perform at a different level or, um, or if that's just his play style naturally. But yeah, I think that if anything, that's the one thing that maybe concerns me a little bit more with him than with the rest of our back line is that he could put us in a really vulnerable position um, to try to make up for um, some other mistakes in his play or shortcomings in his play. So Elliot Beaven saying, sorry, sorry, Tim, Elliot Beaven saying, but Franco does not get reds yet (laughs) (laughs) the night is young elliot (laughs) sorry you're he's only what like five starts in so we'll give him we'll give him we'll give him a couple more games you haven't even seen his final form yet (laughs) (laughs) he comes out in his 10th game and all of a sudden he's got a gap in his front teeth (laughs) (laughs) did he bleach his hair Oh boy. Um, Brent Crawford with the big question to piggyback off of that. If you were talking about, and I think he was also the one that said we have to switch before Dan started talking about two up four, two, three, one um, with Araujo coming in, like who sits? Because we weren't expecting to go into the season and being so deep at center back. Um, I mean, we're at least three starting, uh, obviously three starting center, starting caliber center back, a uh, center backs deep. And then you have George Campbell, and then you can put Sosa in, obviously, in, on the back line. Who sits? Dan, like, Dan, of these three guys, who do you sit on uh, on Wednesday if you switch to a 4-3-2-1? So, I would, so I'm assuming Lennon's healthy. Because okay. otherwise, well, I mean, all right. I'll, well, no, I'll keep Hernandez. I mean, Toronto have not been great. Um, I was going to say that can we I all would just say Hernandez? Toronto is a must-win game for this team, especially the way they're playing right now. Like the, at this point in the season, Toronto is a must-win for Atlanta United. Am I wrong in saying that? I mean, I feel like every game's a must-win, but especially against Toronto, like on the trend that you're tracking right now at home. I know it's a short turnaround week, but you gotta win this week. 
Yeah. No, it's I it's mean, definitely it's definitely a must win. It's I know I think we expect to win too. Like this isn't yeah. like backs against the wall type of like must right. win, but right. like I feel like yeah, I feel like this is our game to yeah. lose. I mean, Toronto's not a good team. They just no. they they just hired their interim manager for the rest of the season, right? Took off the interim tag. Did they really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't even know. The guy who replaced Chris Armas um, got permanent status a couple days ago. Yeah. So I think there's. So I'll I'll answer this in a minute. But uh, to Brittany S's point, all games are must wins. They absolutely are, Brittany. If we're going to get playoffs, they are all must wins. But then Connor Thomas with with the real, true nugget of knowledge here. If you lose, fire the coach. Absolutely. Totally agree. Yeah. He's never even managed an MLS game. Fire. Did you say who you're going to sit, Dan? No, no, I didn't. I, I fucked that up. That's my. He fault. did fuck I, it up. I jumped it in there. Sorry, but but that's okay. Um, man, he was stalling and wasn't answering, so I just tried to typical. Get him the time. <laughs> typical. Right, so Dan. I'm going to keep keep Bello and either Hernandez or Lennon. So who am I going to sit between Walks, Franco, and Robinson? Uh, I feel like you could pick either right now. I. So whoever is the most tied, I think Walks has played every single game. So you could oh no, he hasn't. He was he was sitting on the bench for one of them. Um I mean, I feel like you could bench either of them, any of them. So I'll say I will bench Robinson to give him a break. Robinson, well. I kind of have a similar approach. I say bench Guzan. Yeah. <laughs> Defense is strong <laughs> enough. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Put walks in goal. No, no, don't put anybody in goal. I mean, just play basically five v five. Like you're playing. Like Robinson can play that sweeper, man. You got to play side net. Like if they score on you, it's got to be side net. You just set the rules at the beginning of the match. It's fine. Yeah, I think this defense is good enough that you don't need Guzan back there. I mean, you think you think about all the balls that uh, Robinson has played off the line for us over the years. Exactly. You're you're probably not wrong. Look at what happened this past week. I mean, it was called offside in their goal, but Robinson saves that goal from happening with his deflection there. I mean, I don't think you really need Guzan, honestly. Just me. <laughs> oh, he's an overpaid God. keeper anyway. We talked about it last week. Most overpaid keeper in the league. So. Fra- Franco's probably going to sit though, right? You would think, yeah, probably. I would think Franco yeah. would say if we switch to a four in the back. Well, the so the only reason I would not spill Franco is he seems to be getting some consistency under himself now. So do you pull him? But I would say you want to keep keep him going. Um, so I would say either sit walks or, or Robinson. And I, like your, I like your idea about sitting Robinson, especially with him having play. I mean, did, well, he's done I all the he gold had one cup break stuff. after the gold cup, right? He had one break. Yeah. One game he didn't, he didn't play in the Columbus game. No, he played no. in Columbus. He played he the didn't, Columbus game. It was the game. He didn't play the, Montreal. Montreal. Right. Um, but still, I mean, to Dan's point, he's played I, shit. You know what I say? I say you just rest Sosa. Like you talk about somebody that's played every game this season. Like, I think he's somebody that's deserved a rest and um, you can easily kind of change some of those responsibilities for the back line um, and maybe have walks or uh, Franco tracking a little bit more forward than they are sitting back in that back three. So yeah, I think Sosa is probably more deserving of a break to be honest, but that's just me. Yeah. If, if a break and put it Sadich in there. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if Barra Ibarra's ready to come back yet. I don't either. 
I mean, Sadich obviously is. He came in as a sub late yesterday. So, oh, Abara came in. No, Sadich. Oh, say yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. Um. So there you go. Who are you sent Tim? Franco. Franco. I think Franco. Yeah. I think if if this game is must win and you have to Carlos Rangel's point, uh, saying that the mm. chemistry between Walks and Robinson is more proven. If this game's must win and could potentially this this wouldn't get us over the playoff line, right? We still have to no. make up probably another three points. Yeah, I think we're five uh, or six out. I can't remember what. Yeah. Um but I think you have to play those two guys in the back for right now. And I don't know that you, I can't remember who put that. I think it was Brittany S in the trap saying uh, you don't bring in Lennon just yet to start on Wednesday and give him a little bit more time to get into the, to get back in the fold. I think maybe you put Hernandez right back again. Um, yeah. I think that, I think that's a good shout, especially if, uh, and I can't remember again, like the, um, the chat's going too fast, but somebody was also talking about, you know, the one thing that seemed to be off. And I think Kevin pointed this out to Lennon's pace um, yesterday. Didn't seem to be there. Seemed to be getting beat for pace, which is not typical of him. So I don't know. Well, I mean, part of that, cause he's been out three weeks, two weeks, two, two three or weeks. three weeks. Yeah. He probably just needs the, the minutes to get back yeah. up. Cause you can't get, can't get match fit without playing games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, so, so who is that? I just said that we're six, we're five points out from seventh, but the first tiebreaker would kick us down to eighth with wins. So six points to secure um, mm. playoff position right now. We tried to go the Arsenal Invincibles route, didn't pan out for us. All the yeah. draws. So. Yeah, All right. Um, all right. So, any other thoughts about uh, yesterday's game? Um, I thought we did a really good job on LAFC. I think what did they get? Like in the second half, they got like a, a bajillion shots, but only two or three on goal. I think that's a, a testament to our to our defensive players and our defensive midfield. Um, I think we did a really good job on them, uh, which is great because. Um, I just can't stand Bob Bradley. Well, that, something about him. Do you guys think he survives this bad stretch that LAFC has been having? Mm, how did they do? They didn't do great last year, did they? Um, I don't. I mean, yeah, I, I think they do because I ultimately I think he got the subs right. Um, because you know they had a lot more. They were able to get a lot more pressure. Like the press was doing really well against us even though they didn't get the shots on target um they probably stick with it is this, is this their third or fourth year this is their fourth year and i am of the i'm with um oh greg for the culture he's saying i think he could be done at the end of the season i agree i feel like they've been on the cusp a couple times won the supporter shield one season have a very rabid fan base not unlike ourselves have a really seemingly demanding ownership group. And they seem to be, as Greg said, kind of toothless this year. And they don't seem to be playing up to their potential and up to their, up to their standards. I mean, you got to think too, how much of the success in their supporter shield run was based on Vela having a breakout year where he won MVP of the league and golden boot. And this year he's got, 
five goals on the season, I think. And I know that he's had an injury yeah. for a good portion of this season, but that's what happens whenever your team's a little bit one dimensional. I know that they've, they've just like every other team though, they've had a lot of injuries and stuff this year. And whenever it's a marquee player like Vela, it's just like Atlanta has been without Joseph, you know, you got to kind of figure out what those other pieces are. And so um, I don't know how much of that goes back to the manager though, you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, they've got – Sifuentes has got five goals and three assists, so he's only one assist away from being tied with Vela. And then Rossi's got five goals. Uh, Corey Baird's got three goals. I mean, they've been scoring goals, but it's just not I – don't, I don't exactly understand. I mean, you know, I'm not paying that much attention to LAFC. Um, I don't understand why they're – why they've had such a downward trajectory. Well, it's, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think the front office, I mean, people are pointing out in the trap, the, the people that they've lost, the, the players that they've lost or traded away or sold in the past couple of years. And it's kind of indicative of like, I, I could probably draw a correlation with, uh, with their form to that because Walker Zimmerman going, I think absolutely going to Nashville and then their defense was just never the same. Mark Anthony K who's now playing alongside Kellen Acosta, I believe in Colorado. Um, Diamande, he, I didn't realize that he was gone, but I did notice he's not playing with them. He's Greg said he's in the middle East. I think I just saw he's in a, uh, with the Chinese team, Kangju. Um, yeah, I don't know. They, yeah. And then Steven Perales saying Atuesta hasn't been playing all that well this year. I feel like it's been a combination of just like poor roster management. And then also maybe they're obviously they have young players Atuesta, Diego Rossi, like those guys are not old and they have younger guys coming back up, but like these guys are not playing that well and, and not playing that up to, you know, their, their potential or what, like their form of, of the past few years. It's, I don't know. I, I think he's done probably in LAFC. Um, I I don't know. You might see. Uh, I would like to see Klinsman take the helm. Uh, in <laughs> oh no! Come on, man. And go up against Chris son Armas and... in there. Get Chris yeah. Armas. Did you see the save that uh, Johnny Klinsman had yesterday Mm-mm. or Saturday? I think it was Saturday. It was a hell of a free kick he saved. Um, Who's he play for? Galaxy. He's Galaxy's keeper. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Anyway. Um, All right, Dan. What you got? Toronto on Wednesday. Let's hear it. Toronto, man, these motherfuckers have just fucked us over in the past, haven't they? Yeah, um, they've been great. Thank God. Um, the Atomic Ant can't even remember his name now. It's not there anymore. All right, Toronto. Ah, oh, last place everywhere. Last place in the East. Last place in the league. They've got 15 points. They've played 19 games, which means they've got no games in hand. Uh, last five games at Chicago, they won 2-1. Well done. We're, we, we're suck at playing in Chicago. Drew 1-1 with Nashville at home. Um, lost to Philly in Philly, 3-0. Drew with NYCFC 2-2. And then lost to New England 2-1. Actually, losing to England 2-1 is actually a respectable result because they are pretty, pretty good. They've conceded 40 goals. And it's interesting to see that in the first and last 15 minutes of of a game, they've 
conceded 10 goals in that time. So strike early, strike uh, late, and maybe we'll have Well, some... that's what Atlanta's been able to do. I mean, yeah. if you think about it, most of Atlanta's goals have come within the first couple of minutes, either of the game or of the half. Um over the past few matches. I mean, Joseph comes out, scores an early goal against Orlando. Barco comes out, scores early against Montreal. Uh, Joseph comes out again, scores early to get the scoring underway this, this past weekend against LAFC. So they're certainly making a habit of doing that and setting the pace early. It's just a matter of Atlanta can hold that out through the, the rest of the match. That's been a little bit more challenging, I think. Yeah, so dive in a little deeper into that, Kev. Uh, we've scored eight goals in the first half and then 14 in the second half, with 10 of those coming in the last half hour. And then we've scored five in the first 15 minutes of the game. So, I mean, that that lines up pretty good. Um, we tend to concede late, obviously. <laughs> last 15 minutes, we've conceded eight goals this season, which is when uh, Toronto bizarrely score most the majority of their goals uh, in the first 15 and last 15 of the game. So um, it's the last 15 that I'm more worried about with Atlanta. It's right going to be, well, I mean, think how many, how many Tim, who was the atomic ant? What was his freaking name? I can't remember him. Oh, Sebastian Javinko. Giovinco. Thank you. I mean, how many freak, how many goals did he score? Oh, the that with one. A yeah. Yeah, and that one game Nick at the DeLeon. bids on the Wednesday night a couple of years ago was. Is Nick DeLeon hard. still with Toronto? Um, I will tell you in a yeah, second. He's still currently playing, so he's going to score from half field off of a off of a half volley somehow, and uh, beat Guzan and keep us out of MLS Cup. But <laughs> he's not going to beat Guzan. I told you we're sitting him. <laughs> what kind of? Yeah, we're going to play. Uh, who did we say we we're going to play at keeper? Miles. Miles. Yeah. Miles Harpenson, the keeper. Yeah. Um, so they've scored 24 goals this season, 16 from open play, seven on set pieces. So let's hope that doesn't happen. Yep. Um, top five players they have on the team, Posuelo, Delgado, Bradley, Asori, and Soteldo. Uh, those have been the highest ranked players, but I feel like Posuelo and Soteldo are the most deadliest. They're the ones we want to watch out. They're their two best players. Um, Soteldo, yeah, it was a real, I think some people were trying to get, were hoping Soteldo would come to Atlanta United, but uh, Toronto had ended up getting him. And he, he's he got the potential to be one of the best players in the league. Um, and we've seen Posuelo in the past few years, who's been absolutely fantastic for them. Um, Man, I'm hoping that, I mean, yeah, to Brittany's point, it's a must-win game. Um, I feel like we need to go guns blazing, but I feel like, I think there was one time we beat Toronto 4-0 when they were in the doldrums of 2019. Um, you mean when they came back and still went to MLS Cup? That same year, Kev, exactly right. That year? That was really cool. <laughs> in the playoffs to get there. Yeah, in our in our own house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was awesome. So, um, but to put a positive spin, yeah, that's that's say I'm gonna say three one. I feel you like fucker, Toronto that's always mine. That's what I'm saying. That's mine this week. I said three one as well. They so always put. I cannot count Toronto out. 
Heike just cannot do it against us. They are they just one of our bogey teams. Them and the Red Bulls. I can't so, count them out. Who you got for your goals then? Um so Joseph. Yeah. I'm gonna go Moreno. Yeah. And I think the new guy who I think Ooh. if he gets his visa, I think he starts and I think he scores. And then we just go freaking nuts. Does does Dan get, Arujo. Does Dan get double points if he if does get his visa gets and his he scores? <laughs> I feel like you guys are just doing side bets because Hello. you need every point you can get at this that, point. Well, exactly, Kevin. Okay, Dan, I want to do a US, side uh, bet. US, US uh, secretary? Yep. Yeah, we need, I wanted, we need a visa hello, for him. Hello, China. <laughs> <laughs> Let me talk to Godzilla. Let me talk oh. to Godzilla. Dan, I want to do a side bet. And then if I win, I get your points, you get my points. We swan. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Wait, what, what's the bet? Franco gets a hat trick. No. <laughs> well, that's not good. What are you thinking, Your prediction? Uh, um... I think I'm with, uh, I think Ingest and then Jay Hennibal both 2-1. And I think, I, I like Moreno and, and Barco to get the, the two goals. I'm not sure, I'm not 100% positive Joseph is going to start on Wednesday. Because of the hamstring? The hamstring, he's been playing a lot. I think we might just give him a little rest. He looked a little haggard at the end of the game. Um, and... I don't want to ride him too hard, especially coming into um, DC's been playing pretty well lately, right? Yeah, they uh, well, they just lost five two to. Uh, they're a shit team, but they're in they're in the playoff. They're above the, the playoff. Oh line. yeah, we're going up. Sure. We're going up to to the DMV on Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm losing track of time. Time to, time is a construct. Saturday, it's mm-hmm. Saturday, and we're going up to to DC playing a playoff team i don't know if you try to get away with resting him at least for the first like 60 minutes of the game and bring him on maybe to close it out on wednesday but um yeah no i'll go 2-1 yeah barco and marcelino moreno scoring the two goals okay i like it i mean dc got beat 5-2 by nashville and they go into new england on wednesday so i mean you could, I mean, if if I was DC, I'd just be putting out a B squad against New England, resting my starters, and then when Atlanta United come to town, playing my best squad I can, you know, because I mean they're probably not going to beat New England in New England. But do we do? Does MLS do fines the same way like EPL does? Like I remember, <laughs> I remember Mick McCarthy would would roll out like shit lineups for Wolves whenever he was there, and uh, get like they would get either points deduction or get fines or whatever for doing that. I wonder if that happens in MLS, or if the so, rosters are not that deep. <laughs> it's, yeah, I don't yeah. think you can. Because remember, Seattle did it. I mean, they. Oh yeah, like, like two like, weeks ago, their average yeah. age was like eighteen on the pitch. Yeah, they and they still won. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty because Rui Diaz came in and won the game for him, right? Yeah, I think he came Rui in as Diaz the yeah. cannot be killed by conventional. Oh, weapons. dude, that how about that goal? Not just Rui Diaz's goal was amazing yesterday, but then yeah. uh, Juan Madranda was that his name? Juan Madranda or Jimmy? J- Jimmy? Jimmy Madranda. His goal. Did you guys see the goal, the fourth goal for Seattle last night? Holy no. shit. Do yourselves a favor. 
and go check that out after the show because it is incredible. We can't show it, obviously. We'll get yeah. we'll get demonetized for the money that we don't make from this podcast. Yep. Yeah. Uh, other score predictions from you guys: Jay Hannibal two one good guys. Martinez scores a brace. Stephen Perales two nil Atlanta. Joseph and fuck it, Arujo scores on his debut. Um, in just one hundred two one to the stripes max plays games two nil to the good joseph and barco richard gordon three one atlanta elliot beaven four nil atlanta uh michelle two nil atlanta uh carlos rangel uh three one franco with a brace and miles with the other uh, <laughs> i love it i love it um so dan i don't know did you do you have another have you has your uh what's the word i'm looking for your um your timer reset since your last Dan load so that you can create another one for DC United. What's that? What's the phrase I'm looking for there? Um, what I can say is uh, they beat Red Bulls one nil drew nil nil with Cincinnati beat Columbus four two in Columbus, but you know, we beat Columbus at their building. Um, they they beat Montreal two one and then they just got hammered on the weekend five two to DC United. Um, they're twenty seven. Your point... refractory period. Have we had a long <laughs> enough refractory period between downloads? <laughs> I guess so because you're already off to the races. So you go ahead and finish up. We're all listening. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just Google that? Yeah, yeah. I don't want anyone looking at my history. That's for sure. <laughs> If I know anything, I think this one's actually going to be twice as long as the first one. <laughs> twice as potent. Um, so they're 27 points, right? <laughs> um, so they're... <laughs> I am a child. Oh, God. I am... Oh, man. They, sorry, um, sorry, Daniel. That's Go okay. Don't, Don't worry about it. Watch. So. Go ahead. Uh, they've scored 29 goals. <laughs> they have. <laughs> oh my god, you guys! That's seltzer through the nose. <laughs> all right, so DC tends to score. Man, they're all over the map. Uh, they score beginning of the heart, beginning of the game. They score right before the fifth, last 15 minutes of the first half and then towards the end of the game. So their biggest amount of goals they have is seven is like a, between the 30 and 45th minute. Um, this is all coming from Sofa score, by the way. So um, they're dangerous, but then they also, they also seem to concede around the same times that they score goals. So probably the old thing is, you know, you know, the old, saying is your your most susceptible to conceding after you've you've scored a goal seems to be right, right. uh prevalent with them um i mean they've got 29 goals atlanta united have how many goals do we have jeez i'm all over the place now uh, 22 well, rhythm, 22 man. goals <laughs> Just breathe, just breathe through it. Just breathe. <laughs> <laughs> this episode, this part of the podcast is brought to you by Laffy Taffy. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, best players. Andy Najjar, Ola Kamara, Julian Gressel is their third best player. Junior Moreno and Kevin Paredes. Um, top scorers is Ola Kamara with 11 goals. So Ola Kamara, uh, you want to try shut him down, obviously, because he seems like a how we, Atlanta United, were in 2019 where Joseph was scoring all our goals and nobody else was. Um, he's the guy right there. Um Assists, of course, our old mate Julian Gressel for, leads the team with four assists, then Andy Najar with three. Um, how have they been lining up? I think they've been. Oh, this is great. This is great podcasting right here. Yeah. Well done, Dan. Well done, there. Anyway, can we just go to score predictions? Yeah, yep. we can. <laughs> you did really good. He kind of fizzled out at the end there, but look, man, two is a lot to ask for. <laughs> hey, man, I got like, what was that, five, six minutes? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> might be a person. Your second time for. around? I mean, no, man. <laughs> uh, did, did, are you finished, Dan? <laughs> I am finished. All right. All right, all right, all right. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I think the short week um, for Atlanta and being on the road is going to be a little too much. I'm going to say 1-0 DC. I think the, the streak has got to slow down a little bit at some point. I think DC beats Atlanta on the road this weekend. Just me, personally. I'm going to go two, two, one again, but I'm going to say Joseph with both. Okay. Yeah. If cool. we're going to get into the playoffs, we've got, I feel like we're just going to have to go for broke in games. We've, I mean, DC, you know, they've been really difficult against us because they had Luciano Costa, but now they don't. Um, I think that, I think that we could beat them. I feel like we we're just gonna have to keep going because after DC we've got a week off before we play Nashville. So oh, that's good. Yeah. So I feel like we start Joseph in all the games, see how he does against Toronto, and when we're three 0 up after forty minutes, then we maybe look at subbing him off after halftime. Um, so I don't think we have an option. We just have to go for it now. Uh, which means we just play our best squad. We don't get cute with like who is going to rest here and rest here with that, but we just have to go for it. So um, I'm going to go scrappy 2-1 win in DC uh, with a random goal from George Bellow. Yeah, and, baby. And a, uh, and a Barco goal. All right. I like it. Um, from you guys in the trap, uh, two nil against DC from Elliot Beaven, Jay Hannibal, one, one draw at DC, Arujo scores, Brittany S one, one Atlanta United. <laughs> Damn it. It's a draw, Brittany. Why are you doing this? To me? <laughs> My own words against me. Uh, two, one Atlanta from Richard Gordon, one, one with a miles header from Steven Perales. Um, two, two draw from for the culture. But I think Pineda isn't making major changes initially, so we then, should win that match. Yeah, uh, Carlos Rangel with the the new new manager bump against DC two one Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and then Max plays games 2-1 at DC, Moreno, and Arujo. So, um, either way, a lot of soccer this week. Really Kevin, I, I've shown you this. Dan, I don't think I've shown this to you. That is beautiful. Did um, you shrink your jersey? Yeah, I shrunk my jersey. Um, <laughs> oh, shut up. That's amazing. It's That's really pretty, pretty fantastic. It's One of our really best friends, great. Matthew Cody, uh, had this made for our daughter. And, uh, yeah. It's I can't wait. It's that a six to perfect. six to nine month onesie. So, mm-hmm. um, start of next season, be able to strap her in it. She'll be able to sit up probably and start watching the games with us. And that's gonna be awesome. It's pretty great. Uh, I think the company that he got it from is out of Snellville. I think so. Yeah. I bet you could fit her in that in three months, man. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Probably so. We'll see. If not, she could just wear it and nobody flopping around. Exactly. Exactly. It's sweater weather in a couple months, man. Nobody's yeah. gonna notice. That was the uh <laughs> the, the Liverpool onesie that I had on her on Saturday. So do you, do you have a Merlin? Good. A Merlin? Yeah, a Merlin. Huh. I don't like know. A wizard magic, hat? magic Merlin. Oh no. Oh, you will want a Merlin, Tim. This is this is good fatherly advice. Uh she may be too small for it. Um because oh, 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 you're swaddling. Yeah, no, no, I think we do have one of those. Okay. Yeah, yeah I know what you're awesome. talking about now. Yeah. Those and the halos. The halo swaddles uh, have been pretty yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good at swaddling. It's one of my skills. Yeah. Cool. Um, All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to like, subscribe, hit the bell icon to find out whenever we go live each and every week. See if Dan can beat his time next week. We'll all be here tuned in for that at least. In the so meantime, is time like getting less minutes or more minutes? Dealer's choice. Well, <laughs> I guess people can ask that in the travel. <laughs> Wait, what was the question again? Just, just come back for more downloads. Tim, that's all it really comes oh, down to. Well, okay. we'll only have one download next week because it'll be Nashville. That's true. Um, in the meantime, you can find all of us online independently. Uh, Dan, where can they find you? You can find me at DNJMS. Or you can find me at the to the power down on Peloton building my endurance. There you go. <laughs> Tim, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Tim Herb. Find me as well on Instagram at the architect. It's at the underscore ARC number one T E C T find all the boys on all the things at home before dark. That's before spell B and the number four. And you can certainly find us all here next week until then, as always be home before dark. Happy birthday, Danny Palacios. Cheers. I don't think you're listening this far. Toronto is the least Canadian place in Canada. Fair. What's the most? Don't know. I just I just googled Toronto is shit and that's what I found. <laughs> <laughs>